Welcome to the 10 for 10. Alex, you don't normally join in for the sing-along at the end. Hi, you know, I was just really feeling it today. Speaking of feeling it, how are you feeling it today? Pretty good, you know. I didn't have to set up lineup, which I guess, you know, I'm trying to be on the positive side of things. So it was one thing I didn't have to do. But, uh, you know, doing good otherwise. Well, thank you for asking how I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Like, Good. I mean, my Christmas Eve blew ass, but then there was Christmas Day, and then some spectacular human both got me a Young Way Koo football jersey and a Zach Wilson bobblehead doll, which I hear are a hot commodity and hard to come by. Yeah, you know, Stephen, let me tell you, you never forget your first Atlantic Falcons kicker. <laughs> They stick with you, and I really want you to be memorize, memorize that. And uh, Zach Wilson, I also got one for your uh, two daughters as well. Um, that's my contr- contribution to their uh, college fund when Zach Wilson just catches up. So, yeah, when they go to like Harvard and Yale, what are they going to do with the extra money they get back after they sell the the dolls and then pay the tuition with that? It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be set for life once Zach Wilson starts scoring those touchdowns soon. You know, he's got to get in the game first, but small steps, small steps. We don't we don't win MVPs one day and then just one day. Darn straight. It takes time. Zach Wilson's not going to give up. Seems like there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to let it be because uh, I've got my jersey, my beer, and my bobblehead. So we will we'll move on, Lucas. Uh, it makes me sad. Is mine in the mail? Is it still coming, Alex? I mean, I still got one for you. <laughs> yeah. We we can add it, we can add it to the league trophy or maybe it becomes the league trophy or no, I'll just get you one Lucas I got plenty all this right I'm a millennial and I don't know mail packages excellent <laughs> all right let's get into it so uh, some breaking news out of the NFL uh, today. Uh, the Broncos are benching Russell Wilson for the final two weeks of the season. Uh, so this is a little bit complicated. It has to do with the business of football and, and money. But uh, right now uh, he has a guaranteed, I don't know, $37, $38 million that they have to pay him. If he passes, if he doesn't pass a physical in March, they guarantee another $38 million or something around there. So basically, if he gets injured in the last two weeks, that's another almost $40 million tied up in a quarterback they no longer want. So they just decided to bench him the last two weeks. Uh, Alex, um, yeah. how does that affect the rest of the, the, the Broncos players the rest of the year and any initial feelings on them going into next year? Do you think their owner got his, his – uh real football team mixed up with his fantasy football team and was like Russell Wilson never performs in the fantasy playoffs and decided to bench him. And I was not uh, a, yeah. I, you know, anything uh, is realistic at this point, I think. 
How does that affect the rest of the team? I don't know. It depends on the relationship with the quarterback. I've heard things different with, like, Russell Wilson. Sometimes players don't care, but, I mean, it can throw them off cadence because they're used to it like a dude, you know. They're in, where they're doing, like, practices and, like, they're taking snaps. They're mostly doing it with Russell Wilson, so it's going to be hard if they still want to compete and go to the playoffs. But because they're still in contention, aren't they? Yeah, eight and seven. Yeah, so I don't know why they're doing this. Um, no, and eight for money. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, Alex. I said unless it's just for money, because that's all I can see. And if that's what they're doing, that's not cool. Nor is it intelligent. You always got to take your chance to win when you can get it. Well, I think that there's a tier break between Russell Wilson and Jared Stidham. I totally be on board, but I don't know that you can convince me that there is. Like, I know fantasy isn't real NFL, but I think on a per-game basis, Russell Wilson is quarterback 20. And I don't watch Russell Wilson play and think, oh, man, he's good. Like, if we would have had more time to prep for this, I would have done a deeper dive. But you watch Russell Wilson, and the stats always seem better than the performance, at least this year. So... I'm not sure you take a step back with Jared Stidham, and uh, I think it's I think it's a good call. I think I think Russell Wilson has kind of become Derek Carr, like a top tier of the bottom half of quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I I'm okay with this. Uh, yeah, but man, um, what a mess. Uh, I was I was listening to something this morning as well. Um, somebody made the claim, and, and it's hard to argue, that this is probably the worst trade in NFL history. Um, so in order to get Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, the They're Broncos... Very Herschel Walker says, hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> the Broncos gave up uh, three players, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and the last one's escaping me. Um no, the, yeah, the Bronco, yeah, they, they gave up. Shelby Harris. Thank you. And four draft picks, including multiple first rounders. And then signed him to this long-term guaranteed contract. So they're going to literally have about, I think they said like 70 to $80 million in dead money for a player that's not on the roster next year. Uh, Derek, how do you, how do you dig yourself out of that one? Yeah, I think, I think maybe you just want to, uh, like kind of expunge this from the record and just completely part ways. Cause I, I do agree that I think Wilson is done. I think he's past his prime. I, I do kind of like Alex's theory that the owner is, uh, is too, is invested in fantasy football. I think that's kind of fun angle to take. <laughs> um, so I like that, but I actually thought, um, Stidham was pretty good when he was with the Raiders. So I think there might be something there. And, uh, I know the Raiders had a little bit of a run, but I think the fact that now they regressed again shows that there there is no future uh, with Wilson as their starting quarterback, and that he's uh, he's at the tail end and he's pretty well done for. So I think he just cut the losses and move on. Yeah, another comment I heard heard this morning is you know people are like wondering you know what what is Russell Wilson going to do next year you know where is he going to go and. And uh, one of the analysts made some sort of comment about how he's going to get paid $35 million to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and, and like, are you kidding me? A guy who keeps a tuxedo, a spare tuxedo in his truck, you know, like he's, he's not playing it. He's, he's ready to be done sort of thing, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and I the, think he's the biggest nerd that we've ever seen as a professional quarterback. So I, I, I don't quite see his future in the entertainment industry, but <laughs> you never know. Hey, look. 
the man's set. I, I don't think he really cares what happens to him too much because uh, <laughs> that contract is very friendly for him. But yes, uh, Broncos, Broncos are going to have some trouble for a while. Uh, all right, number two, Steve. Um, another new quarterback taking over, uh, Jaron Hall in Minnesota, I'd like to think is starting because – um, you know, the Lions intercepted their previous quarterback four times, and they're like, oh, you suck, we need to move on. Uh, but do you have any concerns uh, on the Justin Jefferson route, especially for those folks who have him in a championship game this weekend? Um, just a wee bit of concern. I don't think overall we're going to see the production go down a lot because I think there's almost a reverse benefit when you're the backup and you're not as good, you're a little more – I remember Peyton Manning talking about this. You take the ball and then you just look for Marvin Harrison. So – same thing here. So I think he's going to look for Justin Jefferson and then not know what to do. So my only concern is probably less likely to score a touchdown. But beyond that, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too worried. And seriously, who would you bench Justin Jefferson for, even if you were worried? Good point, Derek. Yeah, I, I watched Mullins play a couple games, and a lot of the catch, or at least a couple of the catches that Jefferson made. It was just like Mullins was just throwing it up there, and Jefferson would make uh, some incredible grabs. So I feel like he he will find a way to get open and get the ball from from any quarterback uh, that's worthy of being a uh, uh, you know named a starter. So um, I I think I'm pretty much in agreement with Steve on this one. Yeah, we'll get to this later. Uh because we can talk about this because of the Lions won, but man, that catch he had on what third in in seventy two or whatever, um, which they didn't even measure it. Man, I, they should have measured that. They gave him the first down right away. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was that was pretty incredible with the two DBs on him. Alex, you concerned about Jefferson? Um, no, I'm actually sort of semi surprised that uh, Nick Mullen. Okay, right, this is me watching games. Okay, I don't know if I'm correct. Correct, I am. I think Nick Mullins was really good at, like, reading the defensive stuff. And he had a lot of talent, but his arm strength just wasn't there, mm. like, over and over again. And, like, I feel like if he was able to get that down, he could easily be a starter. But, like, so many of his interceptions and missed passes were just from, um, uh, like, to just you could just watch it wobble in the air and just not go as far as it needs to when he's trying to throw over the defense. So... I don't know why you would just bench him with two games left when maybe you can try to work on that, but I don't know. I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson, though. Like, Dude's a hard worker. He'll figure it out, and I think he's trying to fight for uh, Kirk Cousins coming back next year, so we'll see if that happens. Well, Cam is certainly hoping for that. Um, So number three, Alex, uh, we're at the last weekend here. Uh, None of us here are, are still in the hunt, unfortunately. Uh, but you have any more thoughts on what rule changes uh, you may be recommending to the league next year? Your, your punter one, again, uh, went over very well. So what's next from you? Let's just say we should all start learning some uh, head coaches' names. <laughs> we'll start studying them up a little bit, get some info. I, I know of one, and he eats hot dogs, but he's not a head coach. Yep. He's an offensive coordinator, but we're not doing that yet. That's the year after. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, how about you? Any rules you want to see um, changed? Yeah, I think I've said this before. I, I'm i kind of a traditionalist, so I'm usually the last person to get creative and come up with changes. I, I do, I guess as a traditionalist, I would maybe want a, a tight end position 
Um, I don't want to touch the defense. I know a lot of there were a lot of complaints about it, but it was the only thing that went well for me this season. So based on that, um, I'll, I'll let things stay there, but maybe just add a, a conventional tight end spot. That should go over well, shouldn't it, Steve? <laughs> the year is in, baby. Um, I think for me there are two rules. One's pretty basic, uh, just moving the tight the punter. Pardon me to more of what we have in the uh, the 80s league where there's a two points for inside the 10, one point for inside the 20. The other one is going to be, I'd be curious the results, I am definitely going to be pushing forward the uh, the salary cap idea and see what happens with that. Oh. I will be uh, throwing the sleeper app on the table again. Um, oh. Just for, oh my God. It, this is this is a problem doing this on Thursday night too. Um, as I am in a championship game in our dynasty league, and my opponent has Brees Hall, and every time I look over, he gets the ball. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Moving on. I have no idea what this is, but I have an opener for you, Steve. Yes, sir. Pretty good. All right, it is game show time. What do you Lucas, got? Well, no, seriously. Okay, everybody, put away any technology that you could use to help cheat on the test, if you wouldn't be so kind, and let me know when you've done such. Ready. I'd have oh. to close my computer. Right. Wouldn't that be hilarious? My video just turns off. I hang up. <laughs> That's something I would do with my skill set. Okay. <laughs> We are going to play a little game. We talked a little bit about this last week with the oddness of the QB position this year, but I want to just kind of revisit the topic. So it's going to be quasi-family feud style, the three of you. I want you all to collectively try to guess who the top 10 scoring running backs are on average games. Sorry, average. So not total points, but average points per game. And I promise you there are no outliers. The running back on here who's played the least amount of games is at like eight or nine. So... They're all going to be running backs you're familiar with. So top 10, scoring average per game, three strikes, and you guys lose. You can work Chris, together and start shouting them out. It's up to you. Well, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey's got to be number one. Yes. Nailed number it. one. All right, I'm, I'm stumped now. I got the first. <laughs> all right. Um, the only reason I'm going to say some of these players is because we commented a week or two ago about the top running backs and how, like, who was the top running backs outside McCaffrey and these all these people that we we didn't even think? So um, I'm pretty sure Cook and Buffalo and Rashad White are two of them, if the panel agrees. Yes. Uh, uh, is uh, is ATN up there? I would say ATN is also in there as well. Yes, I think he's a top five. Because I, I know. Oh yeah, White. I think that White was definitely. I feel like Cook maybe I'm not that confident with that, but yeah, Cook and ATN, I'm I, I support that. You support Cook and ATN, or you support White and ATN? I'm sorry, White and ATN. All right, so is the group going to go with White and ATN? Let's do those as the next two, sure. Okay, uh, two for two, Rashad White uh, number nine, eight on the year, and Travis ATN number nine on the year. Well, scoring average, not total points in our league. Yes. No, what about our guy Brees Hall here? Uh, I don't think so. Really? 
I'd like to, well, I'd like to kind of say that one. Uh, I think David Montgomery's in there. David Montgomery and Gibbs. Both of them. I doubt yeah, it. It's a, it's a yes on Montgomery. Yes on Montgomery. Lucas is, is clean sweep. Sure. I was the one that offered him, so yes. Oh, yep. Yes, number seven. All right, David. David. You have one, seven, eight, and nine so far. <laughs> well, well, what about Kenneth Walker? Okay, so there he he did have a couple in, injuries, but um, you're saying average average score per game that they're playing? Yes. Oh, then I would probably add him. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm sorry, you guys did Kenneth Walker? Yes. Eh, 19. Oh, shoot. Sorry. What about Derrick Henry? I'll agree to that. Yeah. Eh, 11. Oh, man, that was close. Point one five behind 10. Bijan. No. Okay. <laughs> it's from the manager who had him. I'm going to say no. Oh, I've got uh, Dolphins running back, Mostert. Oh, God, yes. Mostert, Mostert first, let's do that, and, and then let's think about A-Chan as well. Alex, you with it? Oh, yeah, sure. Good one, guys, number four. What do you think about A-Chan? Uh, I could see him four. being eight or nine. I, I mean, he he did some tremendous games. Yeah. So I'll say that. I'll second that. Sure, Alex? Number three. Yeah. Wow. What about Austin Eckler? Was he good? No. Cool. He missed a lot, he missed a lot of games. Um, trying to go through all the teams. Nobody from Dallas. Ooh, I don't think anybody from Philly. Not no Redskins or no Commanders. No, no. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I was thinking of him. Did he play yep. enough? Though? Well, again, it's average per game that they played. So, in the games that they played in. He would qualify as a running back. Yeah, I know, I know I he would qualify as a running back. Running back, but <laughs> um, Kamara. I'm just gonna throw names out. Yeah, Kamara, Zach Moss. Maybe. Kamara. Okay, Kamara then. All right, Kamara. Yeah. Number five. Ha ha, baby. What about Zach Moss? Uh, no, I don't think so. What about Will, uh, Williams for the Rams? Oh, Kyron. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. What about I'll the Andre Swift? No. Okay, fine. Out <laughs> Kyron Williams, too? Yeah. Number two. So what do we have? One, two, three, four, five. You need six and ten. How good has Ford been? <laughs> Sorry, just because that's Ford been Lucas is a bane of his existence. What's about <laughs> TJ Ford? Yeah. Um, what teams am I forgetting? 
Oh, Pache- uh, Pacheco. Sure. I don't know if he's been that good, though. Be top ten in average scoring. I feel like he he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he he turned Joe, it on. For a Joe while. Mixon is 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 he still in there? Yeah, maybe. He was like ten or eleven. Yeah, I think I'd probably stick with Pacheco. Pacheco. All right, <laughs> Lucas, you were right to be a naysayer. Yeah. It is a. Uh, all right, you guys guessed on it earlier, but you didn't commit to it. Number six is Jameer Gibbs. Uh-huh. And honestly, I'm surprised you guys didn't get to ten. Saquon. Uh, oh yeah, games played. Yeah. So I, I wanted to look at this just real quick, and I'll rapid fire through because it it just emphasizes how frustrating this quarterback position was. Like McCaffrey was obviously a hit. Kyron Williams was the free agent find. Credit there. I don't care that A-Chain is quarterback, running back three in the league. I had him most of the year, and I've regretted it. Uh, Moster, he was draftable, so nobody got him a free agent wire, but he wasn't anybody you drafted to be anything. Kamara's great, but remember, he was consistently going in the 80s in the draft, and I think he was a seventh or eighth round pick for us. Um, I forget where Gibbs went, but he was kind of the fifth, sixth rounder. David Montgomery, good enough to be drafted, not good enough to be expected to be a star, though. Same with Rashad White. Travis Etienne was probably was drafted to be something, and Saquon Barkley. Like three of these guys were drafted to be what they were. One of these got two of these guys could be got off the free agent wire, but only one of them should have been. And the fifth were like just round out your roster guys who turned into something. Like I don't know what to do when forecasting the running back position next year. Nope. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. Uh... <laughs> We and we can't draft McCaffrey because Matt's going to keep him, so we're all screwed. Uh, yeah. Let's add a second running back position. That's what I vote on next year. That's oh. my vote. <laughs> I'd be super sad if that went through. I need to do something to catch up to you guys. You're apparently smarter than me in this league, and I'm, <laughs> even though I'm good in all my other ones, so. Uh, so, so two of those running backs, uh, number five here, uh, from the same team, which I also will give credit to where credit's due. Miami have the other pair on that list. But Detroit Lions, I, I read third best, uh, running game, uh, in the league this year, which is not something we're used to having as well. Uh, but congrats to them. First division title, uh, in 30 years. Um, the last time they won the division, uh, things that didn't exist. I think that was the graphic on the game, if I remember correctly. I'm, Alex Turner. I was forgetting the three of them, but things that didn't exist the last time they won, the NFC North, uh, Jared Goff, and I forget what the third one was. <laughs> uh, but those things did not exist the last time the Lions won a division title. So, um, uh, Derek, help us. How in the world do we handle this? I don't know what to do. We're going into the playoffs and we're actually going to still be playing, and we're could be playing. We're going to be playing at home. We won the division. I mean, I get you guys have bigger aspirations in mind. You're you are a contender for the Super Bowl. You are still battling for the top seed, but it does seem like it, it's appropriate to take a step back and celebrate the end of thirty years of futility. <laughs> and the, the conversation has shifted. It's not about ghosts and curses. You guys won the division. You gotta <clears throat> live in the moment. 
not just focused on the destination, just appreciate uh, that you guys have overcome the significant barrier. So credit to the, the Lions faithful who uh, never lost belief, and then all the people who lost belief but still kept cheering, which I assume was the majority of Lions fans. So I think you guys should save, uh, relish, savor the moment. Well, it definitely was Steve, that's for sure. Uh, many times he lost the belief. So how you feeling now, Steve? I don't. <laughs> You're celebrating with your Young Way Koo jersey. Congrats. I don't think it sunk in. I like. I don't know what to believe. Like, if they win the division and get upset in the first round, do I really feel like this year has been anything? And, like, I don't have anything bad to say about the Lions. I just I think you need to go to Alex on this one. I'm just kind of... I'm I'm dumbstruck. I don't know what to do with it beyond like, thank gosh. Like seriously, Alex, Alex used a diaper literally the last time the Lions won a division. Yep. Bring us home, Alex. He's in shock. I think. <laughs> Derek, I like your mindset, uh, but you know what? I mean, that's a little not forward thinking. You know what I mean? We're winning the Super Bowl, Detroit <laughs> Lions, this year. We're going all the way. We're going to be happy even if we don't make the Super Bowl because it's a great season, but we're going all the way. We're not giving up at an NFC North Championship. This team's been rocking. I never gave up on Dan Campbell, and I'm glad I didn't. Um, and it's just a fun team to watch. Although I was having a conversation before because it's like I keep seeing games where like the Lions play poorly, and I'm like, we're terrible. And I don't know if it's because I don't watch good football that I don't know how a good team plays. You know what I mean? Because like good teams maybe could be making mistakes all the time. It's just I, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's probably my uh, one thing with the Lions this year. Yep. Um, Do you get, very, very good point. Yep. Do you guys think that I feel like we could say the same thing about almost every team? Like the Eagles have looked bad at times. The 49ers have looked bad at times. I guess maybe the Ravens are the exception to that, but. I feel like it's hard to make sense of these top teams, that, but there hasn't been a team, especially in the NFC, that has not like stood out as they've just all had their flaws, and which actually is, is for me makes for a pretty compelling, um, you know, playoff race we're going to have here. But anyhow, hey, I I'm happy for the division title. Uh, I really don't know what to think of it. It was kind of almost expected about halfway through the season when we were doing so well. I was like, oh, man, we better get this thing. This is the best chance we've had in a really long time. Um, but I hope we win at least one playoff game. And I'm going to pause here for one listener because this one listener knows why I'm saying this. That listener would be my wife. Can we please at least win one playoff game so I no longer have to hear when the announcers say, the last time the Lions won a playoff game was blah, blah, blah. And her response is always, I was at that game. (laughs) So for like the past 10, 15 years, whenever they've mentioned that, she's always said that. And she loves tormenting me with that. So I hope we win one playoff game. Kelly was at that game? Uh, yeah, she was. Detroit history. Wow. Yep. All right. Um, all right. Number six. And now you have me questioning that, but I'm pretty sure. No, that's right. <laughs> Number six. Uh, so unfortunately we had two more people, uh, end their, well, not really end their seasons because they are duking it out for third place. So still set your lineups. 
Uh, but let's do a urine review on, on the latest two losers. Uh, first one being, um, Steve, we'll, we'll hand this off to you because it's junior. Not a bad little team, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did better than a lot of us. You know, I think to his credit, one of the things Alex cited is he's a good player and he will cobble it together and look at the pieces that are on the team now that weren't on the team in the beginning. There's Rasheed Rice, Kyron Williams. Clearly he figured out what to do with the IDPs and fuck you, Jesse Bates, for just continually sinking me every time I played you. He <laughs> uh, put a couple of quality pieces in. He just had to figure out the quarterback situation with that nonsense that was Justin Fields. So. Well, yeah, Kirk Cousins, don't forget. He did? Yeah, he had Kirk Cousins when he got, and then he got hurt. But that, yeah. But that was, I mean, anyway. So, yes, he had Kirk Cousins, but I also don't think Kirk Cousins was an elite-level quarterback. So, it will be curious to see what he does with an offseason, how he handles the quarterback situation differently. I think that, uh, yeah, I think this team was kind of a top-four team, but with the quarterback and, yeah, I think they were good, not great. So, not a lot to add to that. Uh, Derek, if, if you're junior, who are you keeping next year? Yes. I just want to add, I think, um, fuck you, Jesse Bates would be a good team name. In the <laughs> I like that. Um, but he's <clears throat> teammates of Mr. Koo. You can't hate, hate him that bad. <laughs> who are you keeping? Um, let's see. I think, uh, gotta be Chase, right? Yeah. It's gotta yeah. be Chase. Uh, I'm trying to remember who he kept, though, this year. I'm pretty sure Chase was available for drafting. Uh, I think he, he kept Pollard. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Alex, what's your analysis on your buddy's team there? I want to hear Alex's analysis, but Derek, oh. you will put Jamar Chase over Kyron Williams right now. Yeah, I still think Chase is just – he's a – a powerhouse. I feel like he is going to be a star for a long time and going to be an elite wide receiver. Uh, I I get the draw of uh, Kyron Williams, but I I could not pass on Chase. Fair. Sorry, Alex. No, you cool. Good team. Sorry, your quarterback hurt himself, and Kirk Cousins was like the fifth ranked quarterback in the league. We got hurt, I'm pretty sure. So that sunk. Uh. Be the first team to keep I to be a keeper of an IDP. So make it happen, Lucas. Make league history. Or or a defense. I'll give you the team defense too. You can yeah, keep them as well. Team. Yep. Um and 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 Junior, I want to see you uh showing up to draft day this summer in a Jesse Bates jersey to counteract the young way coup jersey that Steve <laughs> will be wearing. That would that would be a, a very good uh mic drop for you. Uh, number seven, uh, Kelly was the other team that lost, um, and she was quite upset with herself. I will just, uh, put it that way, um, because at the last moment she was wondering what to do with her team defense. Uh, she had the Dolphins who were going up against the Cowboys and they had what scored 33 points the previous week. So they definitely are good defense, but with the Cowboys offense, she was a little bit gun shy and so did Decided to try and take a safer pick with the Eagles over the Giants, uh, who ended up scoring six less points than to the Dolphins and cost her the matchup. Oh, gosh. Um, 
So less than a point uh, loss for her against Bobby last week. Um, Alex, uh, what do you like about her team? How do you think she did this year? Uh, I think she did incredibly well, considering how well she climbed from the beginning of the year. Let me tell you what, you talked about a team that had a late game. I was more thinking about the late game. It was Kelly, and it just stinks she lost that way. Um, yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott. I mean, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I didn't even think he was going to do as well as he did, but I'm glad he did. Um, Derrick Henry, I don't think, wasn't as great. Some people were hoping it would be, but he was still really good. So, I don't know. team just really picked it up near the end. So, good job. I would also like to uh, correct myself. It was not less than a point. Stat corrections did come through, and Kelly actually lost a couple of points in the stat corrections. Um, So I'm trying to figure out what that actually was for her. But, uh, Steve, what do you think about her team? I think everybody overperformed. Credit to her. She had Dak Prescott was quarterback three. I'm on St. Brown, wide receiver three. She had running backs three and four, and we talked about Derrick Henry's only 10th per game, but that's still fantastic. He's a guy you plugged in, and you never had to worry about it. So, really, um, nice job. I was skeptical of the team. She proved me flat out wrong. I like the trade she made with you for Garrett Wilson. I see I'm not throwing you under the bus. I see why you took a stab at Josh Jacobs, but I think for only needing to be her number two wide receiver, it worked out well. And, again, I just want to say for the record, I think she did the right thing. Lucas, I told you, I would have, I would have done the same thing. I would have benched the Dolphins going against the Cowboys for the Philadelphia Eagles and playing the free square that is Tommy Danny DeVito. Like, good math, bad result. Like, I think the truth is, as much as I wouldn't like to admit it, um, this, this championship comes down to the, the team, the two teams who've been the best all year. Cam was the best in the beginning, had some injury concerns. Bobby was number one the rest of the way, and now Cam's got his team right. Bobby's team's been strong all year. These are the two teams that should be playing for the championship. So Kelly is deserves to be number three, and a good year, Kelly. Uh, taking a look, it looks like Derwin James, her defensive back, uh, was not credited with a couple of tackles, and that's what lost her the points. So good thing she didn't win by less than one and then end up losing based on that. So uh, Derek. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> those circumstances are. It's a pretty agonizing way to lose. It it just sucks. I think we've all we've all been there at one, one time or another. But um, I think, I mean, we, it's a good point. Steve's making the two best teams are in the championship. Although I think we know from experience that it doesn't often play out that way. And so when you've given yourself, you get to the final four, you have a chance to win, and then the you just don't get the breaks. It's a, uh, it's rough, but um, yeah, really good, really good draft, good moves. Um, I think, you know, probably a Monstreet Brown is a, I would, I would guess is the just it's a quick look as the as the keeper, but uh, very good season. Um, and I want to give credit where credit is due on the Jenkins. I know we mock them quite often, uh, but the only two teams this season to hold the number one spot in the Jenkins, including preseason, were Cam and Bobby, uh, who are meeting in the championship game. So good job, Mr. Steve. Ah. <laughs> All right, number eight, Alex. Oh. It's, time to sh- it's your time to shine. Yay. All right, teach us about the O-line again. 
what are you supposed to do if you just miss your block or get beat? You can't tackle the defender from behind. So what what are you supposed to do at that point? You well, it depends on the thing. Because like I've had it with pass blocking, where it's like you're really just supposed to like hold your position, and like if there's like someone behind the line trying to grab somebody, or if the QB can like scramble, you want to like still hold the front wall. Run play. It's kind of the same thing. It depends on how bad they beat you. If they beat you a little bit, you should probably chase them down, and try to do it. But like, it could be beneficial to try to get somebody in the secondary and hope like if it's something that's going towards your hole, to try to get so that they can make the first guy miss. But most of the time, I just panicked because I wasn't good enough. If that answers that question, because like no. you know, there, were, there were a couple times I got beat pretty bad, and I'm like, oh shit! And then you like turn around because you're just like, and you just watch. Like, it's like watching, a, like, a ship sink. It's pretty brutal. And so then and sometimes you just, like, and then all the linemen look around, and you can usually see, like, the one guy that's just, like, looking backwards, staring at the guy on the floor, and you're like, yeah, he messed something up. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a good reaction to have after your quarterback's on the ground and you know it's your fault? Like, have you ever seen a really good way to handle that? Or <laughs> is the best way to just kind of stand there, look at your quarterback, and silently, like, apologize? No, you just silently look at the quarterback and don't say anything. And then the quarterback <laughs> finds out about it when they watch tape. <laughs> so that way, you don't get in trouble until next week. So. Did you ever try to blame it on another lineman? No, it was so hard for me to blame another lineman, especially because I was the center. Like, I'm right uh-huh. in front of the guy. You know, he could, If I mess something up, he can see it. Yeah, the, court, the quarterback knows because you're you're right there. He can see him coming through. Yeah, if I like miss an assignment, yeah, it's not hard to see me goof. But do you think uh, guys are ever tempted to fake an injury? <laughs> that would yeah. be a good reaction. Yes, I absolutely 100% believe. I've like probably seen that before, where you just like there was, they just see him like hold their leg, like ah, and then they just walk off the field. I've seen some people get hurt like four times in a game. I don't know. I might just look at the left guard and be like, just acting like, what did you do wrong? And just, (laughs) what'd you do? (laughs) Yeah. If they beat you to the left, be like, no, we're, the blocking scheme was to the right. That was your man. Now, I do kind of want to watch now and see if they have the reaction that I do when they miss their dude on pass defense. And then they just, like, I do, they just turn around and watch and they're just like, well, shit. Or maybe it's a reaction of of that ref who tripped Lamar Jackson in the end zone in the game last weekend. That's big old smile on his face. Oh, he smiled. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right, number nine. So, uh, with this being the last week of the season, there are no waiver wire pickups. Um, but Steve, who's who's a player that has your attention for next year? I think who's got my attention for next year, and I'm trying to think of somebody who I'm going to value higher than I think consensus. And we've talked a lot about some, uh, and a lot of people talked about the young rookie wide receivers off the top of my head. I think the two that are having the best year are Zay Flowers and, uh, oh gosh, there's another, oh, Puka. Um, but the guy I think I'm going to place a little higher on is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, he's the number three wide receiver right now in a pass and a run first offense in Seattle, but I think that he's going to work his way up the pecking order. Um, last five or six games, he's on pace to average about 95 to 100 catches per the season. Um, 
Not a ton of yardage, but I think he's going to get some of that Tyler Lockett role next year because I don't think they're going to bring Tyler Lockett back. So I think it's been a solid first year, just overshadowed by some guys really going above and beyond. So JSN is probably the guy I'm going to have higher than market value next year. Alex? I got distracted. What was the question? <laughs> Who? What player do you have an eye on next year? Um... The Detroit Lions running backs, I'm curious what they're going to have to do with, like, their split back and if they're both going to be, like, good options for starters next year. And I really want to see, like, what happens with that. Um, Zach Wilson going to another team or someone else to keep an eye on because he's going to go somewhere to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, and that is not me being biased. Um, and Jokes aside, Zach Wilson is on your watch list. Yep, Zach Wilson is <laughs> on my watch list, yep. Uh, Zach well, Wilson. will be on the Husbands of wives in that city and you, that are the people who are going to be watching for Zach Wilson. Yep, I'm going to be training for Zach Wilson. Moms beware wherever he goes. Um, and then we're going to say I'm interested in seeing how C.J. Stroud does next year. Good I'm calling it now sophomore slump on C.J. Stroud. Mm. Interesting. I know. Derek? Um, I had a guy in mind, and then – when I heard the Zach Wilson talk, I got distracted and I forgot who I was thinking about. Uh, <laughs> well, but then and then the Stroud talk, because uh, he is someone I will be considering for my keeper. Um, so I, oh, so you think a sophomore slump, huh, Steve? I do. I just watch him. I don't like the body language, and I think that uh, I think he's going to get figured out. Okay. Um, I do like Zay Flowers. I think I, I will probably, he will not be a keeper for me, but I will, I think probably value him, um, you know, uh, probably higher than most as someone who has a potential to do uh what do we call it? A sophomore surge. If there's no sophomore slump, does that, does that work? <laughs> it well, does. I'll just, uh, I'll go with Flowers. Yeah, I'm uh, interested to see, well, first of all, one of the rule changes could be the dedicated tight end, right? And if that passes, that kind of changes us up a bit. But I am interested to see if Laporta takes on more of the Kelsey role. Um, Kelsey seems to be in a slump of his own right now. He was not the guy you draft him to be this year. Um, I'm curious to see if, if Laporta and or maybe Hawkinson kind of take take over that role and, and become one of those two drafted tight ends uh, in the league. So kind of replacing Kelsey and Andrews. And the other thing is I got to figure out the running backs. Like, again, this is not to be the dead horse here, but um, really got to – there's a changing of the guard sometimes where, like, a couple of players move up and others move down. But, man, it just seems like wholesale this position is just – taking a nose dive and a 180 and a flip on its head or whatever you want to call it because I just don't know what to think in that in that position anymore so that'll be very interesting to watch all right brand new segment how dare you how dare you so hopefully you can hear that uh Steve what's your how you dare you of the week fantasy football how dare you? Lucas, you spoke terribleness into my world of existence. You have talked multiple times this year about 
what happens? How often are we seeing the second best, second highest score lose to the highest score? So that's the ending of the story. Here's the beginning of the story. I have my own dynasty team that has been phenomenal. We're in our third year. I won the championship year one. I was the best team year two, but got upset in the semifinals this year. Solid team, probably second best team on paper. But what happens? I lose both my starting quarterbacks and Herbert and Watson. I lose Mark Andrews, my tight end. But still, I'm so deep, and I trade away Tony Pollard. I'm still good enough to get to the semifinals. I'm favored to win in the semifinals. I have a fantastic week in the semifinals. I'm the second highest scoring week in the fi- second highest scoring team. But what happens? The fucking four o'clock games on Sunday, one o'clock PST happen where Calvin Ridley and Mike Evans go for like 15 touchdowns and 400 yards, and I lose to the highest scoring team of the week. So, fantasy football, how dare you? <laughs> oh, fantasy football, not me. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought I deserved your ire. Derek, Derek, what about you? That was a pretty good one, so that, that'll be tough to top, but um, I have How Dare Me in fantasy football, and uh, I think Steve will feel that uh, I got what was coming to me, because uh, I think, as you guys know, I'm in four leagues uh, this year. Only one league uh, started to go well. I, I made it to the, the final four, and uh, early in the season, I had Koo as my kicker. I in the bye week I parted ways with him, and this last week in my opponent who had the best week of his season, even though I played really well, he beat me. Koo uh, had his kicker was Koo. He had 19 points. I my kicker Butker for the uh, Chiefs missed his lone field goal attempt. I got zero points from him, and uh, so I uh, how dare me, Steve, to. Uh, Part ways with Koo. Uh, I got my, I got my comeuppance for that. And to verify, if you had kept Koo, we won by four. You probably would have won. Probably <laughs> would have won. Yes. No. Yeah. So you got your comeuppance. <laughs> I wasn't sure how you were going to do that, but well done, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm here all week, Alex. Shame on me. That's who. You know what I mean. That's what we're on, right, Shaman? Yes, we're on the Shamans. Yeah. Uh, shame on... You know, I don't really got any shame to spread around. You know what I mean? A lot of great things. Sean Payton being Sean Payton, shame on that, I guess. But uh, you know what? I'm having a good week. Didn't do well in the fantasy. That's okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going to throw an audible out there and, and do a a real-time how dare you and say how dare you Brees Hall can you just like get injured now in this Thursday night game because you're sitting there with 23 points in my dynasty championship for my opponent and you're playing the Browns and you're on the Jets and you should not be doing that well and that kind of stinks because that'll probably negate my Christian McCaffrey performance uh this week so uh, hoping that doesn't lose me my championship in Dynasty. I don't know. What do you think, Steve? I think I'm having similar struggles. I'm playing the TJ Ford owner, and I'm getting my ass handed to me as well. <laughs> but I will say, like, I don't think it's going to offset totally because Christian McCaffrey playing Washington, I mean, I don't know what else to ask for in the championship week. <laughs> um, I, I also am asking for Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to be playing the New England Patriots this week. So... 
Uh, I mean, yes, the, the the matchups certainly favor my my big boys uh, in fantasy, so I'm a, I'm a hopeful. I have known you a long time and never seen a smile like that on your face. Hey, man, it's two hundred bucks. I'm in it to win it. I saw you and your wife said yes to your marriage proposal. I'm not sure I saw that. <laughs> well, good thing this isn't a video podcast yet. So, all right. Sorry to sorry to interrupt, guys. Uh, have you been watching this game? Have you been looking in the stands at all? Why would I want to see the people of Cleveland? Well, it's because of all the ads, you know what I mean? All those people are spending a lot of money to get those ads out there, and I think it's respectful for us to keep an eye out there. But the biggest one that's been catching my eye right now, have you been seeing this giant sign for dude wipes? For what? Dude wipes. That. It's wipes for dudes. Dude wipes? Yeah, like dude wipes. Like yeah, it's only wipes for boys because, you know, it's manly. And it smells like, I bet they have like a, a truck flavor. Anyway, so, you know, I think for the first time, advertising has done its job, and I was curious enough to find out what Dude Wipes is, and I actually pulled up the website, and I wanted to share my findings with you. Oh, dear. Please. Yeah. So, um, if you were curious, they have wipes of all forms. Uh, we have we have shower wipes. We have wife dispensers. Are you doing the Stewie Griffin thing on purpose? Doing what? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> And then we have butt wipes, which I think is the most, the most popular seller. And they have a new flavor called mint chill and uh, hot butt chill wipes. We've taken wipes to the next level with our mint chill scent. So that's great. These oils, those oils and tree and mint are sure to give you your freshest butt in the game. Um, I, I was just wondering if I wanted to share, share some customer reviews with you. Um, of course. Yeah. Okay, Daniel says five stars. Now I don't have to grit my teeth after I use the toilet. I don't know what that means. I don't think the wipes were the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. But at least now it smells fresh. As in Kyle says with his five star review, it's like a winter kiss from Santa on your butt. <laughs> and then, but of course, Matthew wanted to outshine Kyle here. It's at five stars. No one could call me rawhide. That's for sure. Okay, that was better. And John, 54, has struggled to kick his toilet paper habit for years. He finally found a chap-free life. Oh, wonderful. Is there any woman reviewers on there? There's one. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, oh, my gosh. I just clicked on one, and his name is Chad, and he just parkour. He's a frat guy, and he put toilet paper in the back seat. Oh, my gosh. I can click on these, and there's videos. There's one named Jane. Jane found a way to bring her closer to her family of boys, with the stank gone, she can now live a fresh and clean life. Are there any two or one star reviews for dude wipes? On their website? Absolutely not. But oh, <laughs> it's their website. I really would not like to go to Amazon. Alex, if you have a moment while we, we, we pivot, can you go to Amazon and see if, or someplace else that might have all those star rankings and see what the one or two star reviews for dude wipes are. I cannot. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to look that up, but <laughs> also don't forget on the website, they have a rewards page called dude coin and they call it the first world's first cryptocurrency you can earn with your butt. So we can sign up for that as well. If we want to start collecting those, I'm off to Amazon. I'll see you later. Hope you don't ask a hard question while I'm gone. Look at us because this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, transitioning us to easy questions. 
now for one of life's great mysteries. It's the power, Jenkins. Although, I don't know why I said that, because this is never easy, so... <laughs> take, it, take it away, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> I just... It's like when it's like when when dad goes away the children just become ridiculous that's all that has happened here. Oh oh god, have the power drink <laughs> deleted? <laughs> do do you need me to step in again? Oh, okay. Get back to the com- comment thread. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Three okay. people have been deleted. Oh god. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are a professional podcast. We're back. We're back. Okay. All right. Uh, last time. Uh, okay. I'm still not sure this is right. So overall, there have very positive reviews. And I'm very much enjoying these one-star reviews because it sounds like it's just people that take the largest dumps and they're just angry at dude wipes about it. These wipes these wipes super thin and easily tears, causing your fingers to touch your junk. The wipes are not extra large as described in product details. They're super small compared to other wipes. You will need several wipes, if not more, to do the job. Hence why you need a six-pack. <laughs> Everyone needs a battle to fight, you know. Yeah. These are smaller baby wipes with different smell. If you're expecting to be able to use these as post-workout wipe, like some other products, then you're mistaken. These are actually smaller than a standard baby wipe, and it takes multiple of them to get your armpit clean, let alone your unmentionables. The above pictures are showing a comparison against the Walmart brand baby wipes. The third picture is an overlay of the wipes, and the product is the one underneath. The Walmart baby wipe is bigger. They're literally lying to you. In the side-by-side picture of this product on the left, what a joke. And he's right, there are pictures. <laughs> Hopefully of just the wipes. I was expecting these to be large and durable. They were smaller than baby wipes, and they were subpar in performance. I returned after using a few. If you are wanting a wipe that is large and durable for bird bathing your body, then this is not the item for you. <laughs> if you like their ad about environmental consciousness and are willing to sacrifice performance for sustainability, then maybe I guess you can suffer with this subpar product. Anyway, there you go, dude wipes. They have enough money for a giant sign in Cleveland. That was fun. Good suggestion, Steve. Thank you. You're I well. think we're bumping the power jankings anyway, Steve, with us here. Seriously. Well, we only have a few teams to talk about, so we'll go quick. Uh, reminder um, of two things before the first one before I get into the second one, which is the rankings. Alex and my body of works were frozen last week since we're the only two teams who weren't playing for anything. So, with that being said, last week it was. Carly, 10, Derek, 9, Senior, 8, Xander, 7, Matthew, 6, I was 5, Junior, 4, Cam, 3, Kelly, 2, Bobbert, 1. All right, so with that being said, guys, who is 10? Number 10. Carly. Carly. Was 10, stays 10, and uh, Lucas, this is the team that is going to have its team name next year, right? That is correct. All right. Well, Godspeed, Carly, because I can only imagine if Cam gets the honors. 
Oh, he's he's already mentioned he's he's creating a whole list of team names to use, so <laughs> should should be fun. Number nine. Me. Derek. I'll say, I'll say Derek. Was nine, stays nine, doesn't get the five bucks, so we are we are sorry, Derek. Hopefully you come back still next year. I'm sorry too. I will be back though. Number eight. Me. Wendy's. Luke. Senior. Was eight, stays eight, senior. Did you say Wendy's? No. Oh. Number seven. Uh, I'll oh, say Alex. dare me, Alex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be Alex. <laughs> yeah, because Alex's body work was frozen and Matt had a decent week. So was seven, stay seven, Alexander. Thank you for having me. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Ronald McDonald. Uh, Matt. 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 Yeah. Go Matt. I was going to try to sell you guys that Junior was six, but no. Was six, stay six, Matt. Five. Number five. Steve. Jack in the box. Oh, Steve. Uh, McDonald's? Uh, Steve. Was five, stays five. Now we should get into some – now it should get interesting. Number four. Steve, you sold okay. yourself short. It's always interesting. <laughs> Junior. 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 No. Oh. Yes. Kelly. Wow, that would be rough. Um, yeah, I'll go with Kelly. Alex. So anyway, well, he's busy thinking about his answer. Not Me. that the words are unusable, just not the same as when purchased in department store versus what I received from order. Packaging appears similar to what I purchased in store. However, after comparing packages, there are several differences, as well as the actual webs are thinner and smaller than what I purchased in store. This is very disappointing, especially when finding what I thought was a great deal. Unfortunately, my boys prefer the store brought thick, thicker, large size. Does he mean like his children or his boys like his, you know? I don't know. I'm sorry. He did put boys, he did put boys slash family, actually, to paraphrase. So I maybe tech- doesn't mean like my boys and his boys. Did, did my technology freeze up? <laughs> Unfortunately, I will not be ordering any more from here, even with a better deal and convenience. Quality counts. Try if you want something ordinary, not dude approved. Yeah. Also, someone says they smell like mildew. Anyway, Steve wants. <laughs> and Steve just muted Alex. Okay. Uh, so I apologize if that was my technical difficulties that froze us and 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 launched Alex into more dude wipes. But uh, yeah, I will say Kelly. Yeah, I was gonna say I said Kelly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was two falls to four, Kelly. Number three. 
Junior. This may be the best podcast ever. Junior. Junior. I got to say, we were cooking with gas before we got to this part, so I actually did have like this podcast so far. But, yes, uh, up a spot from four to three, Junior. Nice. Uh, Number two. Oh, I'll say Cam. Cam. I'll say Cam, too. What's three bumps to two, Cameron? All right. We want to talk about his team a bit? Uh, nah. Or do we just talk about... <laughs> okay. Number one. Mayor McCheese. Bobby. Gracie. Bob. <laughs> All right, Bobby was one. So yeah, we'll just let's just talk about the matchup here real quick. I figure that can be the opportunity to talk about both teams. So Bobby is favored by seven. I'm not asking for your prediction quite yet, but does that feel right? Uh, what are your what are your thoughts as you look up at this matchup as we go into championship week? Uh, nobody had any action in this Thursday game, so the scoreboard is still zero zero. I sure I guess it feels right I don't know ESPN projections are always so way off um you know they have Tyreek Hill getting 20 points this week so if he has a good game and scores 17 that's below his projection and now he's not favored by as much anymore so I don't know um sure <laughs> it's going to be a toss up they're both they're both doing well I- I think I like some of the matchup situations for Cam. Um, I like with the quarterback situation, you got Allen at home against the Patriots versus uh, Goff at Dallas. I think that can be a tough matchup. Um, Hill is against Baltimore. Hill can score against anybody, but Baltimore might be able to slow him down a little bit. He's got the health issues. We did talk about Jefferson, um, but they're at home. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna say. Let's say Cam wins his, what would be his second title? Is that right? Yep. 2016 league champion. As you were, as we were talking about this, I just had a quick flashback of thinking of how Carly is 10, I'm 9, and we were playing in the championship last year. So what, what a difference a year makes. Seriously. Hey, thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we had high turnover. Lucas, you made the playoffs last year, right? Uh, I don't think so. I I think I haven't made the playoffs in like seven or eight years. I thought last year you broke the slump, but fair nope. enough. I okay. I won the five bucks last year. Oh, that would be different. Yes, it would. The the one matchup I am curious about, just in this maybe is both for as it applies to Cam and kind of to the bigger picture. He is choosing to play a pretty porous Jacksonville defense, currently ranked 24th, but I'm assuming he's choosing to do it because Carolina is a bit of a dumpster fire. We've talked about this in the past. I don't like to play bad defenses against even worse offenses because who just knows what's going to happen, but uh, are you guys on board with a choice like that or just to kind of give you some options? The other things you can do are you can play. He's got Tampa Bay on the bench playing New Orleans and Derek Carr, who deserves nothing but terrible things in life. <laughs> or think that kind of the uh, the main candidates on the waiver wire are the Rams playing the Giants and the Broncos playing Easton Stick and the L.A. Chargers. 
I don't like – there's not an obvious one to me. Um, and I think he probably feels he needs to swing for the fences. And traditionally, uh, Carolina has given team defenses a lot of points. Although last week, Green Bay only scored two points on them. So, um, you know, it could happen, I suppose. Um, yeah, at this point, if you're not sold on a team defense like the Dallas Cowboys with Junior or the 49ers with Bob uh, to be a little bit more relevant, then you may have – have separate troubles of your own, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually questioning. He's got both Kenneth Walker and Raheem Mostert on his bench, um, which surprises me. Although Raheem Mostert's playing Baltimore. Okay. I could see that. Uh, Kenneth Walker's coming off a great game. Um, but I don't know. So he's got Rashad White over Kenneth Walker. I don't know. That might be a coin flip, too. That's a tough one, yeah. Like, I mean, it's quarterback, it's running back two or running back three. Who do you want to play? Jonathan Taylor kind of viewed as a top three running back going into this year. It's a nice problem to have. Yep. Well, and that's the problems you have when you're in the championship game. You've got that loaded roster, so. Yeah, that's a tough call. I think to your earlier question, I don't have any problem with anybody taking the Carolina a D against the Carolina offense at home. So I I I don't know the, these uh, decisions with defense. I tend to overthink them and they backfire on me. So I I'm fine with him keeping Jacksonville D in there. Uh, the only other one I was questioning was DK Metcalf, but his other option is Terry McLaurin. So yeah. <laughs> Stay with DK. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, talk to me, guys. Here it is. This is uh, is what it comes down to, number one versus number two for the championship. Who do you have? I think I I kind of already played by hand there that I'm going to go with Cam to, I guess, now pull off the upset here. I think Jay Dot's going to get another championship under his belt in our league. I think Cam's going to win. I like uh, Bobby's players a little bit more, and I like Bobby's matchups a little bit more than that, so I'm going to go with Bobby. It comes down to, I'm with you, Lucas. It comes down to Jared Goff is on the road on Championship Sunday, and if you look at the numbers, Jared Goff has had Six bad games, one okay game, and one good game on the road. And I'm not thinking the Cowboys' defense at home is the one that is going to – Jared Goff is going to break the streak against. So I think that's going to be a big possible disparity, uh, J-Dot versus Jared Goff. So I think we are split because I'm going with Cameron too. All right. Stay strong, Bobby. (laughs) All right. And then lastly, uh, we won't spend as much time on this one. Maybe we should have gone here first. Junior versus Kelly. Junior's off to a pretty decent start because David Njoku and the Jets have given him 26 points versus Garrett Wilson and his seven for Kelly. Real quick, who do you take, uh, Junior or Kelly? Say Kelly. Junior. Um... I'm going to say Kelly gets really pissed off from her matchup last week and just rolls with it. Uh, it's just hard to take away the fact that he, she's a, 
Junior's already had two guys have a pretty good week, so I am begrudgingly going to go with Junior. All right. Any last recommendations for the week, guys? Uh, I'm just watching basketball and louder milk. Sorry, I got nothing. (laughs) Don't invite your mom over on Christmas Eve. That's my recommendation. Hey, you forgot to mention Gracie. Oh.